even if you just, for the first, when your children are very little, create a Catholic home in which there's Catholic art and beauty and tradition, and you um, live around the liturgical calendar and you say your prayers and you pray together and you teach your children these things. Let's just say you decide later, I, I, we're not going to homeschool, or maybe just right now we're not going to homeschool. None of this is lost. None of this is, this is like the most important thing you could ever do for your children. Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Paula Siskanik. Have you been thinking about adding sacred art to your curriculum? And is it something that's really just even hard for you to figure out how do I do that? Do I just even put paintings? What paintings? But you know that beauty is something that transcends. It's something you want to be able to include in your beautiful family life, even living the life liturgically. Well, I am thrilled to pieces today to be able to welcome Carrie Davidson of Holy Heroes. Many of you may have known her. Hi, Carrie. How are you today? Hello. Great. Carrie, like me, right? We're moms who homeschooled and Carrie is going to talk to us today about some of their new products that impact particular reach a child's heart through teaching prayers through sacred art so before without further ado i'm gonna get the bio your bio official bio read aloud here so people who don't know you let's get that out of the way and then you and i can just have our regular little chat here so for those of you who haven't met Carrie before, Carrie Davidson has been married to Ken for 34 years. They've been blessed with eight children, ages 15 to 29, and they've homeschooled them all from the beginning, right? From birth <laughs> to now launching them into the world because currently there are three of them in college, three who have graduated from college and are married with children. Yay for grandparents, right? Yes. <laughs> the two youngest are still home and still being homeschooled. Carrie is a revert to the faith. Me too. Hands up for reverts, right? Yes. <laughs> and together they started Holy Heroes as a family business. Uh, they did that 15 years ago already. My goodness, time flies. And they, many of you have been introduced to them through their beautiful adventures, either the Advent Adventure or the Lenten one. But the Advent Adventure started, I think, this Holy Heroes on its way, as well as eight other products. I believe they were the glory stories. We'll talk about that in a minute. They now offer many other adventures online that are free of charge. Yes. So you're going to want that link, holyheroes.com. We'll be sharing all the links later on um, in the notes, but we'll also put that here on the podcast. And Carrie, we're going to be talking about all the things they're publishing because they continue to publish audio, video, and print products. Welcome, Carrie. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So let's dive right in. Okay. I'd like to start a little bit usually with, you know, letting people get to know who you are. So tell us a little bit about your family dynamics, maybe the big why you decided to homeschool and we'll start there. How's that? Oh, homeschool. That's a long time ago when we made that decision. Um, really, it was about raising our kids Catholic. And I didn't like even then. So my oldest was actually five. And so this is going back 20, 
five years, okay? So it happened before she was five. And I just realized I can't, I can't do this. I can't, because uh, what I, we lived in Minnesota at the time, it was very progressive even then. And I saw the book list, they were gonna be reading aloud to kindergartners. And I just said, I, I can't do this. This is not what, I can't do this. So I started looking into Catholic schools and it, something didn't seem quite right there either. And um, there was a lovely evangelical family down the road from us and they homeschooled. And I just looked at them and I said, okay, they look great to me. And um, <laughs> so I, you know, we were on the road to becoming Catholic at that point. Um, um, and they, anyway, it was a long story, but the point is that's how we ended up homeschooling and we just have never stopped. That's so sweet, you know, and that's one of those things I think that, you know, God plants these seeds in ways sometimes we least expect it. You know, here it is, you're telling me that you were on your road to being Catholic and me, Molly's calling you to homeschool too. Like what a gift, because, you know, as a reefer, I, I mentioned, we both are reverts to faith. I, I thought, how am I even going to teach religion? Right. You know, but it was a journey we did together. Oh, it was a great blessing. And there's, there's um, no question in my mind that it was really the right decision. And I think most of, I think all of my grown, even my youngest kids now, they're all very grateful for their education. They're grateful. They, in fact, a lot, a lot of my kids are like, oh, thank goodness she didn't do this, you know, because they see things now that they didn't see when they were younger. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah, even the ones who, even the ones who, when they were little thought school was like a great option. Now, are, now we're grateful. So it was. <laughs> You know, it was, it's, it's been a great, I, I can't, I can't express enough to people who think they can't do this, that they really can. There's really, it's really a matter of being resourceful. That's really what homeschooling is about and relying that God's going to take care of, care of these things for you. And he does. Yeah. Would you say you, you know, um, learned a lot about your children in ways that you wouldn't expect as well? Like your. Oh, yes. And about myself and about you know, it's a very humbling thing, actually, when you homeschool your kids, you realize, wow, I never thought I was that person, but I really am, you know, about whatever you, <laughs> whatever you find out about yourself and about your kids. And I think it's a, I, I, I can't, when, when, you know, just like you, because I've done it for a long time, people ask me questions and I just say, you know, it really doesn't matter. Well, I do think it matters that you use the Catholic stuff. Okay, I really believe that does matter in the end, but it doesn't really so much matter how you do this. Mm -hmm. You know, you just kind of work it out over time and you figure it out and God makes sense of this in the end. Really, he does. I know that's maybe not what people want to hear, but he does. So, and, and I just really want to encourage people that if you think you can't do this, you're mistaken. Because if you have even the slightest inclination in this way, you should need, you need to listen to it, particularly in the world we have now. Um, and I know people who are doing this in so many, you know, homeschooling moms are amazing people, you know, and parents, all the parents who do this are amazing. And I have seen them over time. You know, I've seen homeschooling change in the last 25 years radically, in fact, for some people, but I see them being so inventive now. And I see people who are now saying, you know what? I know families who are three, you know, two and three families together, actually a couple more than that, even sometimes they're like, you know what, if we just, all this money we're spending on this terrible school, we send our kids to, we're going to just hire a couple teachers. I mean, I actually know people who are doing this now. They're just saying, 
wow, we can actually hire two or three really qualified teachers to teach our little group of kids and they do it. And so they're doing, so that's just one aspect of this. And, you know, and besides the co-ops and the, you know, university model schools, now people are come up, coming up with two days a week. And then the moms in the home who are just, you know, who are homeschooling in a more traditional homeschool way, but they're finding all these extra things they can do and the online classes. And it, there's really no obstacle now versus you're sitting there with your kids trying to teach algebra two, you know, by yourself. It's not like that anymore. You can find so much help if you care to find it. And even then you could find help too, but it was harder. Yeah. You know? So, so talking about help, what are some of the things that, you know, so you, you and Ken, you know, and your family is now homeschooling and you're on this journey to Catholicism. How did Holy Heroes then come into the picture? Um, that was a while back. My husband started writing these saint stories and um, having them produced to raise money for, you know, just for another organization. And he just said, you know, so in the end, when um, years later, we ended up just buying the rights to them and started producing them ourselves. And then realized, cause there was such a need for this. There were really no saint, there were no audio saint stories. There still really aren't. And um, everyone loved them and people just kept asking for more. So we started making more and more. And then we ended up here we are with Holy Heroes. And so it was really kind of a labor of love and faith to do it. And, um, you know, that here we are, this is what happened. And then we started doing the adventures because actually uh, what I found is that it's so a friend of ours who used to um, produce a magazine, you know, years ago when there were a lot of magazines being produced as a Catholic magazine. And he was so funny. He was like, yeah, we have to produce this Catholic magazine because we're all Catholic, but none of us know how to live our faith. And, um, and I, it was hilarious. So I was like, you're right. None of us have any idea. None of, you know, I didn't grow up this way. And my husband's a convert. He didn't grow up this way. And even the people who I know who are Catholic would say, yeah, we did this and that. No idea why they're doing it, what it was about, because we no longer have a Catholic culture. So all of those traditions that came out of Catholic culture, we don't have a Catholic culture. So no one even understands what they're doing. And um, I, so that's why we, then we started the adventures for Advent and Lent and all of this. So it's just all about Catholic culture and teaching and being joyful in it because we are Catholics and we have this huge history. And then we're going to, I know we're going to go right towards art here, which I think is, um, and I'm going to say this about moms who are starting on this journey. Even if you just, for the first, when your children are very little, create a Catholic home in which there's Catholic art and beauty and tradition, and you um, live around the liturgical calendar and you say your prayers and you pray together and you teach your children these things. Let's just say you decide later, I, I, we're not gonna homeschool, or maybe just right now we're not gonna homeschool. None of this is lost. None of this is, this is like the most important thing you could ever do for your children is to develop a Catholic home and a Catholic life in your family. And that goes to the Catholic art. Because when my children were little, there was nothing. There were a couple like child-sized masterpieces, things, which I bought every single one. None of that is religious art. Mm, no. It's all, um, It's some of it's very beautiful. Quite frankly, some of it's not, okay? Even though it's it's famous and they're masterpieces, they're, they're kind of like, wow, I don't think you should start there with kids. Because it's not, you know, 
I mean, with kids, you don't start with the abstract, you start with the concrete. Right. And um, some of that goes right to abstract art. And you're thinking, what is that for a child? It's, it's, right. it's not a good, it's, it's a bad place to go, I think. So anyway, um, so when my kids were little, I reverted to art books, which are wildly expensive at the time. And I got most of them from um, used book sales at libraries and, you know, thrift stores and things like that. So I had this big collection of art books and those like coffee table books, you know, that yes, are kind of big and unwieldy, but they're, they're great. But you know, your kids go through them like a hundred times and, and they're destroyed. Okay. Exactly. And, but it, they're still great. But a lot of that is also not really what you want either. Right. Well, that's, you know, you didn't pick all those. And like you said, you know, many artists have tortured lives. And some of those images are ones that, you know, again, we want to respect good, the innocence of the child, right? I know. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of that is like, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I got this great art book. And then you look through and you're like, yeah, I'll put that. I think I'll, I think I'll put that on the highest shelf in the house <laughs> yes. for a while. That's maybe not a good idea. I'll, I'll never forget. We were, um, had this Russian art book, you know, and Come on, you know, Russian history is yes, tortured. <laughs> it's it's a terrible history. Okay. It goes from bad to worse, actually. So and it's reflected in their art. Okay. So I had this Russian book and it was like, and so one of my I I was going through it and my kids were looking at it and they were like, wow, these are really disturbed people. And I was like, yeah, we're not gonna, maybe we won't put this book out right now. But anyway, so that's the point. The point is that. It's, it's hard. And then you start buying, um, I started buying uh, postcards. Yeah. People would say you collect them at the museum, you at know? the museums and they're you start buying all these postcards yep. and they're all over the place and it's, you know, it's unwieldy. And then it's, there's no, 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 no sense. Does that make sense? There's no, right. um, so, and you, you know, so you try to introduce them, as you said, you know, and again, a lot of this is because we're also, you know, we're not art history historians or this or that, but you know, it's about, isn't it about discernment, helping our children to discern beauty in the world? Yes. And it is. And that's why, um, anyway, so that's why we started making these books. And um, because part of art is contemplating the picture, you know, and having something to think about when you're looking at it. I mean, it's kind of contemplative prayers the same way, you know, you're, you're, meditating on something and so this is just looking with your small child you're looking at um you know because really your children have to learn to to memorize the prayers so we started with the i believe book and the creed and you read the creed. shelf behind you show us the because i oh. have <laughs> i love show and tell don't you yes here we Great. go it's right there beautiful and um and as you're reading the creed to your child, you're looking at these beautiful pictures, which also have, um, you know, which are, which go along with the words you're saying. So the child can actually look, you know, at a picture of, of, of our Lord or the Blessed Mother or the Annunciation, whatever it is we're, we're praying and have it and understand what that means. Because honestly, <laughs> you know, people are saying, you know, when they look at things and they have, um, you know, the, some of the things people say, who said this to me? Someone said, I don't even know what that means. You know? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, or that we have rote prayers and now they're, so yeah. they're hearing the creed every Sunday at mass and, and, and you're wondering if they're making some sort of connection to it. So what I love, show us some of the pictures in there because 
what you mean specifically, like one of the words and why you pick that particular image and then how you, fo you have this like little circle to help them focus. Yes. So I don't know if you can see that. So I'll just, I just open yeah. this. So here's like a picture of G uh, Jesus giving the keys to Peter. Yeah. You know, and it's a little, little picture here of Peter holding the keys, the Holy Catholic church. And underneath, it's just a little explanation of um, the fact that the, the Catholic church was founded by Jesus. Okay. And this is the moment. Uh, and this is the moment in art too. So mm -hmm. you can actually look at this. It's actually a beautiful picture. Yeah. And, um, and it, and it has a little explanation under the picture. I don't know if you can see that about yeah. the yeah. bishops being these successors to the apostles. So, I mean, there's things that in here that a lot of the community of saints, that's what it was. Someone said the community of saints and someone, a friend of mine said, I don't even know what that means. And I, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, so yeah, again, the pointing, of yeah, then, pointing to the fact we're not catechized and that we're a whole generation and, and we can't assume but, or feel bad that we haven't been, you know, but there's no, you have to, this is something you have to learn, but this is an opportunity to learn with your children. So here's a beautiful piece of art of the community of saints and the community of saints is explained underneath very simply. So you can actually read this and then read this to your kid and say, wow, that's the community of saints very succinctly. And this is a magnificent picture. So I have a friend who, um, these are her mass books now. And she brings them, you know, she reads them, but these are the books that their kids look at mass, look at during mass. And when they say the creed, this is what they're doing. But I, I, I think that part of this is you have art here that your child can look at and contemplate and understand that these words have meaning, but they're also magnificent, mm -hmm. you know, and we have, we're Catholics, we have the most magnificent art in the world, yet for some reason we find it very inaccessible because it's, it's there's a you know how do you pull like stuff out culture it's it's not in our culture you know to be the contemplative number one is to actually intentionally spend time with art right you know part of our daily thing um it's more of something that you can bring to your children uh, and you have to be intentional about it in this culture absolutely oh absolutely because we don't have our culture actually is so upside down I mean, we, I, I'm preaching to the choir here, but you all know this. Everything that is really ugly and, 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 and wrong and sinful is now considered good. So things that are, you know, you women, the fashions. Oh, fashions. Oh my gosh. We could go on and the on. Makeup, you know, everything now is, right. and you're thinking it's all ugly. It is ugly. Um, and, but it's considered good looking now. So like, you know, even the most horrendous art, well, to, you know, I, I'm not going to go down this road too far, but like, you know, the most horrendous art is now considered great art. And I, I, you have to reverse that. If you can reverse that in your child's mind at a young age to set them up, this is an interesting thing. I lived in France for a couple of years when I was younger, um, a young adult. And I was so impressed at the time by, because I had not had none of this. I grew up regular American kid and um, French people, I, this is a long time ago, granted. Okay, this is, you know, 40 years ago. Okay. okay you don't have to tell us how old you are. But that's okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It's not actually 40 years ago, 30 something years ago. <laughs> and um, uh, I was so impressed that every single aspect, and I did not live with a religious family at the time, and I uh, didn't have any religious friends. And where you were Catholic. 
Right. And so, but even in mundane things like dress and food and manners and the way you spoke was all cared for in the most incredibly specific manner um, because that was important. And so they intentionally developed in their small children the French culture. Mm-hmm. And you don't eat this or you eat this this way, or this is what we eat. And I was shocked by this. Like there was no, when I lived in France, there was no kitty menu. You know, no. the kids were, the kids are eating, you know, calves brains, just like the adults are eating it. And so <laughs> I'm yeah. not joking. Yeah. Cause but I was, there are I wanted a kitty menu that. when I lived there, when I first lived there, I was like, wait, are we all eating this really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great kid. Right. Where are the chicken fingers? <laughs> right. And so I'm just saying that didn't exist. And there was no like dressing like uh, uh, like a weird teenager. No. There may be now because a lot all of culture is broken. I don't know. I mean, they still do. I mean, my kids went. Uh, several of them did internship. Uh, I mean, did like a semester in Rome. And even there, they really say they teach them how to dress so that you blend in a little bit more. Uh, yes, with the Italians. And it is. I mean, I'm Italian, and my dad and I was infused with that culture. I'm on first generation. And my, my parents, it was always this kind of thing, like you own not a lot of clothes, but right. a few high quality, tasteful, classic yes. stuff. And that is part of their culture. So it's a discernment that starts right from childhood. Yes. And, and so I, I'm, I was looking at this. I was, I was so impressed by this mm-hmm. and how every, all the adult French people I knew had carried this culture through. I don't, and you know, and, and I was thinking to myself as I was having my own children, um, how important this is to teach them manners and, and this, these type of things that they're little. And of course, then I started to realize, wait, this is ridiculous. These things are important, but they're not nearly as important as your faith. So why are we not from the very moment, you know, um, forming small, the smallest child in their faith and the beauty of the church and the art of the church and the prayers of the church from the very beginning, you know, and the music of the church, everything. So all that's good and true and beautiful needs to be um, intentionally taught to these children. And, and that, and, and, you know, the thing is you don't have to start even at, you know, I, I mean, this is like the little secret that no one tells a lot of these moms, like, honestly, you don't have to start academics till they're like seven eight. I mean, I even know people who go later than that, Uh, but you do need to start this process from the very beginning. You need to start their, their formation in a Catholic family from, from the start. And, 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 and every family can do this. So two things I'm hearing you say, one is that, you know, for one thing is this immersing them in the beauty right from the start but also it's, it's, it's part of culture. It's part of creating culture almost. And, and I'm so glad you said that because we get so many new homeschooling families that are like panicked. What curriculum am I going to use for kindergarten? And I love this. They can get your books. So tell us about this next one, because we have the feast of the, you know, the angels at the end of September. And this is, you know, beautiful book coming. Right. So praying to the, like, this is a very neglected area. Mm-hmm. Um, in our faith. And I think it's because we're such in such, all right, now we're in a really a anti-Christian uh, 
uh, culture. But, you know, really, America is very much a Protestant country. Um, and people think like Protestants, even if they don't realize that, you know, I thought like a Protestant, yes. even though we the Protestant work ethic permeates even just how our mindset in terms of everything. Yes, even in our success in homeschooling and even right. in just education, school per se. Yes, 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 very much so. It's very, and so the whole angel angels are um, neglected, you know, not believed in. And it's shocking to me because, you know, Jews, the Jewish uh, religion, they, they, they believe in angels. They have angels. And that's where our faith comes from. And so it's just interesting that it, it's been neglected. So I think parents really underestimate the power of guardian angels. And believe me, we need this. So, uh, and I always tell this to, um, and actually if, if, if that would encourage you, listen, you can tell your children, pray to your guardian angel for a, or during a test. Your guardian angel can enlighten your mind and, rec and recall things for you, help you recall what you've forgotten, okay? So, and they can protect you and send your guardian angel out with your children to protect them. And that, that's his job, he's waiting. Yeah, I know when my children, you know, and they get to a certain age or sometimes at night, they have like the terrors or this or that. And they start yes. to be very fearful. It's like this sense of, oh, I'm somebody else. Things can happen to me. And we did, we instilled that kind of, you know, that ability to tell our children to speak with their guardian angel, you know, and have a relationship with your guardian angel. And you, you were so right. But even the hierarchy of the angels we don't even know that we don't we don't call upon the archangels to intercede. No. And yeah. we're, we're and these are this is their job. I mean, this is this is what they were created to do. Right. And so really, I think that people so that's why we wrote that book. And we put the art in there that you teach your child the guardian angel prayer. And it, it, there's a small explanation of angels in the beginning of it, just to give you a little angel understanding of what angels are and what their job is and then the guardian angel prayer and the saint michael the archangel prayer and which everyone should be praying you know every day and uh both of those prayers and i think i mean i you talk to moms over time and they'll give you their guardian angel prayer guardian angel stories and they're usually just shocking sometimes remarkable stories and uh, we have a couple of them as well and so you just um in fact, I have one that I I, um, I shared with someone about one of our children in a, we were in a city and our child was walking. So we have all of our kids there and she was walking like on the inside of the sidewalk. She probably was even holding onto a stroller type of thing. And suddenly she decided to dart out into the, between cars, into the road, like around, like, like around us. And so as we're like diving to get her, she runs out and of course I all I hear is the cars slamming their brakes on and she I don't know she, she ran behind the car and instead of going out into the road she made like a quick right turn and ran up alongside the cars so there was a stop car there you know obviously um the per, the woman in there rolled her window down and was screaming out of her window you can thank her guardian angel for that and I was like, wow, like just a wow. random person on a random street is, and she was, you know, obviously this woman was terrified that she was just yes, about but, to kill. But exactly right. She knew that it was her guardian angel moment. <laughs> yes. And so she, 
so but this you know complete stranger was just like screaming out of her car about her guardian angel yeah and uh, i just and i'm thinking yeah that was such a random crazy thing to happen you know and i just think yeah thank you so that guardian angel turned my child aside and right. and saved a life and so um and what because honestly you know kids do crazy random things right <laughs> they do it's a wonder it really is and so yeah. be able to have that awareness and then to bring beautiful art and isn't it true that the artists themselves were always doing that that's something else to our culture does not um, emulate is giving god the glory for right. our talents it was a way of paying that back in homage in adoration of a beautiful lord and it's also a good lesson to your children when they start seeing this huge amount of art i mean you start looking at art and you just start looking at um pictures how many great artists actually painted you know the annunciation and the crucifixion i mean this was their center of their lives and this is what they were painting and right and, and it was actually my kids are the ones who and like wow that's all that that's that was and i'm like yeah that was they took their yeah. great talent and they dedicated it in this way right because yeah. they knew that was that was those are the most glorious things that ever happened on on this earth Right. So these are, I mean, okay. as well as so teaching, it is a teaching vehicle as well, but I think, yes, what you're, you're, you're saying so much is, is how it stirs our hearts. And, uh, and it does. And it also forms them in beauty. So they recognize this is beautiful. This is art and this is beautiful. And this is what beauty looks like. So, because the world is going to, you know, pull them in another way that beauty is actually something totally different. Or it's relativism, and that's really we're fighting right. against materialism, relativism, and it's like, well, you you define that as beautiful, and it's really understanding there is an author, and it's a person, and that person, right. love and truth, mm -hmm. and and but this is also formation. So um, it's like at the very beginning, if they understand this is what's in their heart, this is what they've contemplated on, they will remember these pictures. Um, that formation, as I said, starts very very young. I think, Carrie, you bring up to mind, I mean, not that I have any like statistics, but I think um, we imprint. Um, it, that's why it's also so important. You know, you are what you see and hear. So I think visual images, the way they imprint in your brain, you know, they don't disappear. No. Yeah. Particularly when you think um, every person my age has the, you know, experience of they remember like the cartoons they saw as a child you know, you remember this, do you not? Yes. You know, and, you know, and a lot, and, and actually then back then it wasn't so terrible, but there was a lot of trash and you think, oh my boy, God. that, those memories and those images, it, I, I wish there was something more significant. Yeah. I mean, I think I grew up, you know, TV generation and it was that thing where it was just tons of television, tons of images. And you say, what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a waste. Those are your earliest memories. And yes. here you have an opportunity. Your earliest memories are memorizing your prayers and associating those prayers and those words with meaningful pictures that are magnificent. Yeah. And um, and that is that goes right to your heart. And that forms and those early things don't leave. And I think that's something else. 
And interestingly, who said this? Um, and I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was the Jesuits actually. Um, forgive me for doing that, but um, they used to say, um, you, you give me a child till they're seven and you know, they will have their faith for the rest of their life. Yeah. Wow. And that was the formation was so, um, you know, those early years yeah. and leading up to, mm-hmm. to their first communion, how significant that was because right. that formed, that formed them in their, in their, in their souls. Yeah. I mean, and we can see this and I'm sure it's like, you know, the little sponges that I'm watching, I'm sure Carrie, you're like, it's really nice to be a grandparent because we can, you know, observe and versus being in the milieu of raising them. (laughs) But I'm seeing that in my dear little grandchildren, little sponges and imitation, and they just want to just take everything in and how important it is. It is kind of like our development, like why fight nature? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's yeah, go. it's true. Well, they use it. So um, this is the thing about glory stories is that people, parents tell us, I mean, I had this own experience. I'm having the experience now with my own grandchildren. Um, and a lot of the glory stories, those are actually the words of the saints mm-hmm. that are, you know, especially in any modern saint, of course, the, you know, ancient ones, it's different because it's, we don't have their actual words, but where we have their actual words, they're actually in the glory stories. And these kids repeat their actual words. And um, you think, wow, that's shocking, but no, it's perfect because because that's in their heart now. Right, so it's the saints that are seeing the beatific vision. These are the words they uttered as human beings walking on this earth and we're forming our children in that. That's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. So that's that's how I, so so it happens, you know, from what you hear, but it also happens from what you see. So all these things are important. So great. Well, I, I, you know, we can carry to and uh, you know, we can go on <laughs> on hold because we are shared experience with homeschooling our children now seeing the grandchildren, but I wanted to thank you so much for continuing in an environment, which, as you said, is in many ways hostile to uh, Christianity, but to bring forth the beauty and the truths of our faith in the way that you're doing it. I love how the glory stories are also all audio. And again, these are just developmental things. You know, we don't need, we need to help to learn, you know, children to listen and, and learn how to listen. So um, are there other things that you guys are going to bring up? So, so as far as the sacred art, are there just two books right now? Um, There's two right now. There'll be a third one coming up soon. And, um, yeah, well, we're, we're, we're going to continue those because um, they've had such a great reception and I feel like there's a need. Yeah, you're feeling a great need. There is no doubt in my and, you know, mother and grandmother's heart. <laughs> you do, But I love also, too, that you bring in these adventure stories. I loved how you also brought your children into that. You know, they're the ones that are like doing yeah. this. Like you're, you're teaching a family how to live the liturgical life instead of just providing more and more stuff to fill our lives. No, because you're right. You have to, this is a doing thing. You know, mm-hmm. Catholicism is a doing thing. It's not, it's, it's both. It's thinking and doing because actually we all know this, what you think is really what you do anyway. Yes, exactly. And, um, Even like in our sacraments, matter and form, you know, we right. have yeah, we have the stuff, but then we have the form that actually actuates the grace. So, right. yeah. So it's just, it's, it's a whole life of living. And this is, this is what we're trying to get at is Catholic family life. 
and establishing it in your family because you know you can't go to the library anymore and get I mean the library is it's become in certain places certain cities a, a bad place it was before the pandemic our library was starting to be and, and I want to get into a whole thing but they were going to we were going to we were getting our parish together to start boycotting our little adorable library then the pandemic hit and everything kind of fell apart thank you god <laughs> right in some ways not necessarily for the pandemic but things got shut down but it's a terrible i, I you know just, so no it's no longer so what i'm saying is all of these catholic things well first of all you could never find catholic things in the library anyway right and so people need to build their culture in their families but I love the library behind you. So, you know, you're building your own family library. Yay. Well, this is, this is true. Everyone, see, and people see this and I should do this in a different room, but they see this and they think, oh, I can't, this is, a, this is decades. Lifetime, right. This right. is a lifetime of stuff in this room here of stuff accumulated, you know, various times, you know, gifts, some of it, you know, all these things over time, but really for the sake of your children, they're not going to find this type of material in the library. In fact, they're going to find terrible things there. And um, it's really important for parents to be discerning about what their children see, particularly at, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, that's <laughs> all of this. Well, those are beautiful parting words as we, we, round up this beautiful podcast. Thank you, Kerry, so much, because it is, it is about truth and beauty. It's about providing, creating a culture and environment. But um, I want to just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart that you and Ken have done this because I know personally how difficult it is to run a family business, to not be one of the big publishing houses. So please family support, support Holy Heroes, support their endeavors. You know, where can they drop a line to you? Maybe they have some suggestions of things. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to hear from people. It's uh, Carrie at holyheroes.com. Beautiful. And I'll put Um, that in the uh, show notes so people can reach you. And it's holyheroes.com to get all your beautiful so advent are you going to be starting that up you know yes, i know how so here we are september mid-september I and know. all of course have halloween it's ridiculous <laughs> i know um so so they can go to holyheroes.com and they can sign up go to the bottom of the page and they can sign up for all of our adventures they're free nice. and they get emails and links and uh you know it's all kinds of stuff tons of free stuff on there tons of free activities and prayers and videos and things and yes they can reach me at carrie at holyheroes.com it's carrie k-e-r-r-i and um i would love to hear from people yes super well thank you again carrie i want to thank you oh you're so welcome as i said such a gift to be able to share your your beautiful story and the work that you're doing with our families um you can find me at the catholic homeschool community that's catholic homeschoolcommunity.com we also now have a catholic family resource guide and it's right there in the community we do i think there's specials every now and then we even have one from holy heroes um so go into the community it's free to join you'll meet other fellow homeschoolers from around the world you will also see our blogs and our podcasts and so please do subscribe to this youtube channel We get more likes, more subscribers, then more families get to hear about these beautiful, beautiful Catholic resources. Well, thank you, and may God bless you all abundantly.
Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please consider liking it and subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Thank you, and have a blessed day.